Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Tea with Crema. My name is Chris. I'll be one of your hosts today, and I'm joined by my best friend, Emma. Hello, everyone. Today, we are talking about the right time to do everything, because you know, you know, growing up, everyone told you that you had a certain amount of time to get all of the important checkboxes marked Mm -hmm. off your list, and if you didn't, you were a failure or a cat lady, or a weirdo. And so today, we're looking at all of those times that anyone ever called us a cat lady, or a weirdo, and really figuring out, like, did that impact us at all? Are we, Mm. do we need additional therapy sessions? Obviously, we do. Welcome to today's episode, everyone. Thank you so much. Before we begin, we want to do our tea check. So... (laughs) That was the literal longest intro I've ever heard in my life, but it kept getting better. So I was just like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to let him go. I'm not going to cut him off. What are we doing now? Checking in our tea? We're doing our tea check. Thank you so much. How do I even follow up with that? Today I'm drinking a very berry zinger by Celestial. Very good. It's a little tart when you're just drinking it as hot tea. So I did add some sugar into it and I will say that it is delicious. Would love this over some ice. I think it would be a hit. What are you drinking today, Christopher? Today, I have a French tea. It is Croquembouche au chocolat by Chez Lulu, which translates to some baked good with chocolate by the House of Lulu. And I was really skeptical at first because the last time I tried a chocolate tea, it tasted like a very, very watered down hot chocolate, like terribly watered down. But honestly... This one is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. So it has like a pure tea. It has, I saw, it says it has the chocolate flakes and I literally saw the chocolate flakes in the tea. So that was quite interesting. And then it has cinnamon, apple bits, caramel bits, almond bits, and safflower petals. And honestly, it is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. That's good. I thought it was going to be trash and it actually has worked out really well. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. That's so nice. I would have to give this a solid like three, three and a half out of five. I would drink it again. I would not order it specifically, but I would drink it again. I wonder if it's one of those that you could like add cream to and then it would be more, you know, more chocolatey creamy than water cream, water chocolatey, <laughs> watery chocolate. I'll try it for sure. And we'll see what happens. But mm. so far, honestly, not bad. Not bad for a chocolate tea, honestly. Awesome. Okay. Well, I guess we will just hop right into it. So talking about the right time. So I just want to shout out our friend now. She's the one who was the inspiration behind this episode. She We had posed a question on Instagram probably towards the end of last year and asked, what are some topics that you'd like us to discuss? And this was one of them talking about the right time. So what was your ideal time for marriage, your child, like a child, possibly a career when you were younger? What did you think that you would get all of these things done? Or did you like even have like a thought that you would have X amount of things done by X age? I don't think I cared for any of these things until high school. Mm. Honestly, I was living my best or worst childhood life, <laughs> depending on who you ask. I thought it was okay. But different people get different opinions. So I didn't care about any of this stuff until high school. And that's because everyone was talking about it all the time. So I didn't really have a choice but to think about it. And so for me, I was of the mindset that like my career would come right after college. I would go to college. I would 
do my career, whatever my career was going to be. And I would do that until I retired and then die. So that was my understanding of careers. That's just what I thought people did. You just, (laughs) you go to school as long as you want to go to school, you get a job and then you just do that job or similar jobs until you've reached a point of no return and that's your life. And so that was my ideal time, 22 work until forever. Children, I decided that if I were going to have any, it was going to be before I was 30. And that was just because my mom had me fairly young in her life. And I enjoyed having a younger parent who was able to keep up with the rigorous demands of teenage life. (laughs) So she was out there with us. We went on really awesome trips together. I'm not saying an older parent can't do all that. I'm just saying that I had an experience with a younger parent and enjoyed that experience. Mm. And so I wanted to also be a younger parent doing those things. And so I was, I cut it off. I was like, if it's not my imaginary line right now is 30. If it hasn't happened before then, I've just said that it's not going to happen. That actually has not changed for me, but you know, it is what it is. (laughs) And then marriage is murky. I don't really know any, I don't really... I've gone back and forth about marriage a lot of times in my life, and I don't really know. That was one of those things. I don't know. People never put pressure on me to be married. So I just, I don't know. I've never had like a real answer in terms of like, huh, this is when it has to happen. What about you? Did you have all these lined up, planned out in your Pinterest board? I sure did. Looking at my uh, Pinterest of wedding 2012. Hello. Those are some not good years. Now I'm seeing people on TikTok are starting to clown their wedding boards on Pinterest. And it is hilarious because all of those pins were my pins too. <laughs> I think I was pretty much the same. I think that, and I don't know if it's like being being like a girl or like being a woman that girls talk about it more. And I don't even want to put that generalization out there either. But I feel like I always had these conversations. And it was, I think, definitely growing up Mormon, like you definitely have these conversations very often and very young. So like you move from primary, which is basically like the children's program at 11, not 12. And then you enter the young women's program at 12. And by that point, you're starting to get lessons on how to be a good housewife and how to be a good wife and a good caretaker. So I think from the time I was 12, like I always in my head, 12 year old me knew that I was going to get married in the temple. I knew I was going to have children, but I also knew I was going to go to college. So like in my head, I was always thinking like, okay, well, when I go to college, like, how am I going to find a partner? That's a, that's a, that's like a member. Like that's the big thing too, right? Is marrying someone who's also from the church. And it was this whole thing. Anyway, I think as we like moved away from the church, like definitely in high school, I would think like, okay, 10 years from now, I'll be like 25, I'll be 26. And I definitely thought I would be married with at least one child by 25. And to me, like 25 seemed so old, right? Like it seemed like, oh, I'm so grown up, you know, all these things, you know, obviously 25 came and went. And, but I also knew in my head that I would be okay if I had children when I was older. Like my mom, my mom was an older parent with both my sister and I. And, you know, I think it, in the same way that it like, you know, like you said, like your mom kept up with you. Like I felt like my mom kept up with us very well too. Um, But then Isaac has the opposite. Like he's experienced the opposite thing where his dad was a little bit older. You know, Isaac's also the last child out of, he's the seventh child. And he feels like his parents didn't keep up with him by the time that he was, you know, born and everything as much as they did. And they weren't as active as they were when they were, you know, with the first couple of siblings. Also, by the time you're at number seven, like, why can't you take care of yourself? (laughs) 
you know? There may or may not be some autopilot things kind of happening amongst the collective. And so he has, like, he had very differing opinions. Like, I remember us being, like, teenagers, and I'd be like, like, when do you want to have your first kid? And he'd be like, oh, definitely, like, 19 or 20. And I was like, 19 or 20 is, like, in two years, sir. I was like, I don't know who you're having a child with, but it's not me. <laughs> and he just kind of, like, he was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, if you want to have a child at 19 or 20, like, good luck. Like, I still live with my parents. <laughs> like, I do not have a paycheck. I am in no shape, way, or form. Like, and my sister had maybe Vake was like two or three by that point. So I had known like how what it was to like see the costs of childcare, the costs of like diapers and things like that. And I was like, I cannot afford that. Like I make ten dollars an hour. And when I make that ten dollars an hour, it goes towards gas to come see you. And I remember him saying like I just don't want to be an old parent. Like I just want to be able to run around with my kids. And I could never wrap my head around like you can still be an older parent and be active. You know, my mom was like in those classes and like walking around the park and doing all those things at like 30, 35. So it it didn't occur to me that like being older meant that you weren't going to be like as active. But yeah, I definitely thought I would have all of those, like at least marriage and child by 25. Career, I always assumed, you know, similar to you, like you start your career after you get out of college and then you just do that for the rest of your life. And I think it wasn't until like my sister started going back to nursing school that I saw like, oh, you can pivot and it's okay to pivot. You know, you don't have to stay in this career for the rest of your life because everyone in my life up until that point had only ever stayed in, the, in their one career that they started, right? It was very uncommon for them to like pivot into these new places and these new careers and things like that. So yeah, definitely <laughs> did not meet those times. But why do you think that there's like such an expectation to get everything done at these times? I think that's like the bigger issue, right? I mean, I think part of it is we, whether we like it or not, everyone does have a finite amount of time. You just do. And I think part of it is we also know just talking about things like our knees given out <laughs> that you also have a finite amount of time in your prime, essentially in your physical prime. And so there are certain things that I would imagine make that is easier when you are in your physical prime. So you're not going to convince me that bending down to pick over a child is as easy at 20 as it is at 25, 30, 35, 40. Picking up, you know, having to get that newborn up and down. It just, it hits different at all of those different ages. So, you know, I would imagine that part of it is just there are just some biological things that happen that we cannot control. We just got to be ready to deal with those things. As far as like why it's so young, I think in part because it used to be affordable to do it at that time in those time frames. You could have a child and afford to have a child before you were 30 at one point in history. You could do that. It was affordable with a stay at home in a house, yeah, not an like apartment, a, and, like, and like in a house. On a working, like a, like a working class wage, you know, like it was doable. And I think that's sometimes where it kind of gets to me too is thinking about like I remember there was a there was a certain point where it felt like we had just started teaching and everyone was getting married you know all these people were getting married there were so many posts about like oh I'm engaged oh I'm getting married and I think right now I'm like experiencing a second wave or it might just be because now I'm married that I'm starting to see it come back again and it feels like it's like those every five years that you see like this huge wave of people getting married people having kids you know like now those people that were getting married five years ago now they're having kids and i'm like now at this point where i'm getting married and i'm like oh god am i like behind but again at the end of the day who's paying my bills <laughs> you know so to be behind or to be anything like that like it's all on my time and i 
still struggle though thinking about like man you know as a kid I really thought that by 25 I would have all of this stuff on lock like I thought I would really be done and you know and I think also having our cousins around us who are having kids really young like one of our cousins she has she has five kids you know and she's our age and you know the oldest one is now in elementary school and I just think like man when I have kids and like we're there in elementary school like we're gonna be you know the older parents we're gonna be what my parents were and, you know, just always thinking about that. And I always think about like, as I pick something up and my knees are creaking, like, how am I going to pick up a 10, a 10 pound baby? <laughs> like, how am I going to, how am I going to navigate Repeatedly, all of them? Over and over again. Because they just like, don't ever want to be <laughs> put down. <laughs> In one place. <laughs> you know? So it like, it always, it always makes me really sit down and really think. And I'm like, I really enjoy the way my life is. And, you know, is our kids part of that still? Like, is that a, a reality for me you know as soon as Isaac and I got married like literally that day people were like okay when are the kids coming like uh what <laughs> like we just got married we just the ink is still wet like I'm pretty sure I have 90 days to annul this <laughs> you know but like it was such it was so easy for everyone to just be like okay where are the kids you know and I wonder like do they ask men that do they do that like is that a thing you know I get asked all the time when are you having kids when's the first kid all the time. So maybe. And my answer is farther and farther away because the older I get, the more I see y'all with these kids. And I think that also keeps me jaded too, right? Like being a teacher. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure that's part of it. It's not even that part doesn't like being a teacher never impacted my viewpoint on having children in the sense of just making sure I just wanted to be very confident that I was ready whenever that happened. I think more so the people that I know having kids because I can actually ask them and I can see the things that they're going through. I can see how expensive things like childcare and daycare are. I can see the impacts of things like postpartum depression after you have a child, but not having enough maternity leave in this country to actually be able to go through and deal with all of those things because you have six weeks, maybe 12 to have had the baby, to have physically recovered yourself to have bonded with the baby as much as you can in that time, to have gone through postpartum, to then get ready to essentially like ship your kid off to strangers for the entire time that you're at work. And so for me, it was just one of those things that like, if I was going to have kids, I wanted to make sure that all of the, there are certain things that I wanted to be very true for me to have kids. And honestly, with the way inflation and just even the economic factors, not including the fact that as I get older and the longer I stay independent, the harder it is to then want to not have those things. I can just pick up and go on vacations. I can just pick up and go and do certain things. And so the act of breaking myself out of that habit and then also looking at the cost of literally everything constantly go up. There was that whole formula shortage a few months ago. And I'm, I'm sure that had people stressed to the max, yep. literally, to the, like, breaking point, I would imagine. And so I just don't – it was always just the people around me that it just didn't make any sense. And then when you read about climate science, it just – I don't know, man. Is there even going to be a world left, like an Earth for our children to inhabit? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the reality is, like, the expectations are there for – I mean, it makes sense. Like, it, it, all of the things make sense. I get why the expectations are there. I think I'm just at a point where I'm like, I'm going to do what works for me because, again, y'all want me to have kids, but I don't see any of y'all signing up to help pay bills in the meantime. Yep. That's it. And, like, I think it's different 
to being in Japan and seeing what healthcare and like maternal care could be. You know, every time I see one of my friends in Japan having kids, I'm like, man, the US could never, could never, like, especially seeing my sister's own birth story, not birth story, but birth journeys. You know, she's had three kids so far. And with each kid, like she's been in the hospital, maybe two or three days, two days max, you know, they have the baby and you're out. In Japan, you like cannot leave the hospital for a week. Like they make sure in that week you're taken care of because they know once you leave the hospital, right, you're on full-time care. So they teach you how to do all the things. They teach you how to swaddle your baby. They teach you how to feed your baby. You know, it's not this like rushed care in doing these things. And like, I think that's also kind of changed my viewpoint on having kids because at first I was like, there's no way, like I could not afford this. I can't, you know, would not be able to only take six weeks or 12 weeks. Like, how are you supposed to get to know your baby in three months, you know, and and get to know your baby and then have to then, you know, like you said, ship them off to a stranger. And, you know, then I'm working to just pay for this childcare. Like in, in Japan, you can, you have up to a year of maternity leave. And then if you cannot secure daycare, which they also have public daycares, which are subsidized. If you cannot secure that daycare, then you get up to another year. So you can essentially be able to stay home with your baby for two years. And on top of that, like they also have paternity leave. So husbands and fathers, or, you know, just like the male person in your partnership is also allowed to have, you know, a year off too. And this is all paid. You know, it's not like you're pulling into FMLA, like a lot of people have to do in the US. It's not like you're claiming disability to just get some kind of subsidy. So it, really opened my eyes to like the difference in healthcare in the US versus, you know, other places, which I would say like even Japan's not the best, you know, it's not the marker for healthcare, but it is like very different from from the US. I also wonder too if like some of this pressure comes from like being an overachiever. <laughs> you know, essentially like hitting these milestones in my life already and like just like, oh yeah, that's just another milestone that's going to be like expected of me to hit, you know, and I'll hit it whenever blah 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 thing comes so i wonder if there's also some kind of pressure from that too like you've done all the things you know you've done the college you've done the education you've done so like what's next as though like me being independent and me being just like in a marriage is not enough i don't know just some thoughts (laughs) i mean it makes sense it's always that kind of in part i guess the you pressure that you're putting on but also the man who are you checking these boxes for yeah because i know like sometimes i've considered i'm just like man everyone wants me to have a kid Maybe I should have a kid. Let me just go pick one up. <laughs> I really do. Like, I entertain the thought for all of, like, two seconds. And I'm like, that doesn't even make any sense. But I could imagine if people have that more aggressively in their life all the time, I'm sure eventually it wears on you. are just like, man, everyone says that I should have a kid. Maybe I should have a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's literally every conversation whenever Isaac and I call home. So when are you guys going to have kids? And, like, I understand, you know, they're excited. Isaac's the youngest child. I'm the middle child, the most able now to have children. It's my little brother better not be having any children anytime soon. But, you know, like, but I also wonder too, like, does it have to be? Like, does that have to be your guys' first question? Like, why are we all so conditioned to have these questions about, you know? And also, like, you know, I feel like a lot of times right now, the, the, narrative that's coming on like the discourse coming out is like you shouldn't ask people about when are they having kids or you know xyz thing because you don't know like you don't know their fertility and that's like it can be potentially very harmful or hurtful to like ask people something that you know they might not have the ability to do Mm -hmm. it is off the table forever so man ask me other things how's my mental health how's my yoga regimen coming ask me those questions (laughs) you know ask me about 
those things. Except, you know, if I'm having a rough month, like, don't ask me about those things. Just, like... Don't ask me nothing, actually. <laughs> ask me what, like, I had for breakfast or something, you know? Keep it light. Keep or, like, ask me, ask me what I need. You know, like, what do you need at this moment? Everybody asks, you know, wants me to need something, but I don't need those things. That'd be really nice. I think, too, like, going into this new upcoming year like with the put you know with the career shift i've had to think about those things more often like no i cannot get pregnant in this year because xyz thing like i'm about to start this new position like that is not the best way to start this position and you know like no we cannot like get pregnant at this time because blah 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 like if i keep putting it off though like is it ever gonna happen (laughs) i know that's a especially i don't know if i would ever I will say I've never put off kids because of work. That's never been the, like, if I'm not going to have kids, it has nothing to do with work. But I think it's also different. In the sense that, like, I'm putting my career above children. I do recognize that there is difficulty in having kids in this current work environment. And that work is also in, like, inherently one of the strains in the sense of, like, money. But it's never been, like, man, advancement in my career versus kids. But I wonder, like... I was having this conversation with Isaac. Also, by the way, I'm, can I, should I say it? Like, I'm moving into an assistant principal role <laughs> this next year. So that's, but don't, shh, whatever. And I was having this conversation with Isaac because there is another principal at my school who's a male and his wife just gave birth, like, in his first year of being AP. And, like, he didn't have to worry. Like, he could show up to the hospital and, like, okay, the baby's here. Whereas, like, as a, as a woman, you know, like, at 38 weeks, 39 weeks, you cannot be in the school. Like, you're just, like, kind of waiting for the baby to come. So I think it's also different in that way that I'm, like, thinking about how do I navigate this new thing? And I don't think, you know, obviously no one would ever hold it against me if I were to, like, choose to have a kid at this point. But I think for myself, I'd be like, man, you couldn't even last a year. (laughs) But it's like you're having the kids for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Could you imagine, like, ooh, this is stressful. You know what we got to do? Have a kid. Right now. <laughs> you know what would make this really nice? A year off. So. <laughs> you know what would be really great? Nine months from now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, I don't know. So, then, does that mean that you have, like, do you even have times anymore? Do you have a timeline? Is it a thing? All I know in terms of, like, timeline, like, my mom had me at 37, Like, I know I got until 37. I would say that I had a pretty, you know, solid childhood with having a 37-year-old as my mom. Was she always the oldest parent? Yeah, but she also, you know, she, like, kept up with the young parents, too. (laughs) I think that that's, like, I feel like age is all a mindset, you know? (laughs) That's not what your niece be saying. I mean, besides my niece saying that, but I think that's also, like, my fault. Like, I could be more active. I could be, you know, like, more, I could be doing things to help my rehabilitate my niece. But, yeah, I just, like, I think I have, again, like women have a finite time or like biologically female people have a finite time. We only have so many eggs in our ovaries. So, you know, that that is something that I kind of think about a lot is that there is a biological clock. I would say I would like to have my first child by 30. So we'll see. We have a little bit of time to go until then. Not much. Not much, but, you know, we'll see. Because you are bleep years old, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Closer to 30 than I am to 25. (laughs) So put it that way. So I'm just saying, yeah, I'm not rushing you. You can have kids whenever or don't have kids. That's yeah, exactly. It is what it is. And that's what I think too, right? Like I can, but I don't have to either. You know, like I, I ca- I'm very conscious of the, like the climate, things like that. And like, do I want to bring a human into this very confusing and like, will we even have an earth? Is that a, a very like controversial statement to me for me to make? I don't know. Like Texas keeps freezing. Why does that keep happening? <laughs> 
I have never missed so many days due to snow and ice growing up as I have in the past three years. In all bleep years of your life, right? Like, this has been... The most. I can count on all of two fingers how many times I've missed school on account of ice growing up as a child, like, as a student. And I remember, like, I think our first year of teaching was one of those years that Austin actually had, like, sticking snow. Do you remember that? And you're like, I moved to Fort Worth because I heard there was more snow than in Austin and Austin got the snow. And you're like, this is weird. And then, you know, year four, whatever year that was after the pandemic, when we had the snowmageddon, we were shut down. Were y'all shut down last year as well? I remember I have missed at least one day of school every year since snowmageddon. Yeah, and even, bo- and snow. even before Snowmageddon, we had like one or two days, but it was never to the point where we were out for a week. Like y'all were out for a week this year. So, you know, it's just like one of those things I'm just like, do I really want to bring a child into this earth? Not even knowing like this changing climate. Like there's so many natural disasters that are happening. I'm like, y'all, we've been warning you, but okay. <sighs> it's odd. It's fine. Ultimately, I don't know. The co- I get, I truly do understand the concept of the right time. And I understand because some of these things are definitely things that you want. I mean, you want your children and your friends and your family to have things like careers and stability and prosperity. So I I get those things. I get those questions. I understand that for some people, children bring a lot of happiness. I totally get that. And I totally get that for some people, marriages bring a lot of happiness. But I will say that I enjoy being a part of a generation that is at least asking questions of these things and also being very okay with saying, actually, it's not that this might not ever be for me, but it's definitely not for me right now. And it doesn't have to be for me in the next six months or the next year. It can be for me when it is for me, when I'm ready for that. And, you know, I've seen the arguments from especially older people that love to just say, you're so selfish. And I just don't, I just don't understand. Cause like, wh- what else, what, what else is there? Who else is there for me to be happy for? I'm not having kids for your enjoyment. I don't understand. Like, I don't, I also don't understand that. Like saying too, like saying like, oh, you're so selfish for not wanting kids. Actually, you're very selfish for wanting children, right? Because a lot of times, I'm not going to say all the time, but why procreate other than to like, <laughs> make little use like how selfish is that as if the world needs more little use you know but again it's the most biologically selfish act you can make it's to say i'm so great that there should be more of me (laughs) and again we're not we're not you know undermining that people do get real you know joy and happiness but when you come out and you're saying like oh it's so selfish for you to not have kids no it's selfish for you to continue to inhabit these like to have your children now have to like survive. They didn't ask to be born. <laughs> so the least I can do is help them be happy. You know, like I cannot. And if they're happy, like by not having children, that's totally fine too. I will say though, you know, as again, because I did have older parents and my parents had older parents too. Well, my mom did at least, you know, I didn't get as much time with my grandparents that I would have wished for, you know? And I, so I, I see with my nephews getting to spend time with my, my parents and, you know, really getting to value that time that there are parts of me that I'm like, oh, I do want to see like my parents as grandparents with my kids. But again, like I'm happy for them being grandparents for my nephews. Like that is sometimes enough for me too. like they I just wanted them to experience, you know, 
being a grandparent, especially because we had such good memories with our grandparents and, you know, those types of relationships and things like that. But so- but on the flip side, again, my there's not as much of a gap between my generation, my mom and my father and then their parents. And it there still wasn't all that much time in terms of like, you know, it just, yes, I got to know my grandma up until like the early parts of my adulthood. But like, by all measurements in terms of like what you're referring to, you know, that should still be something that I'm able to enjoy at this time. So ultimately, late parents, early parents, young parents, older, like it just there's no ever guarantee on anything. Facts. Yeah, that's true. And so even if you're you are having kids young, that's not to say that you'll be around for four or five generations just because well, if you're having kids every 20 years, you know, and people are living up to 60, 80 years old, then you should see X, Y, Z. There's no guarantee about any of those things. So I think even then for me to know that generationally, my generations were all pretty close and to still not necessarily have those same strong experiences, it just like, it really solidifies for me that I'm going to do the things that are right for my timeline. Because there's no guarantee that it's going to happen any other way, even if I have a kid right now. Yeah. It's that finite, right? Like, it's just, everything exists. Everything exists on a finite timeline. And there's no guarantee that you can make a timeline fit what you want it to do. As I've gotten older, I have gone more okay with doing things on a more natural timeline. There are certain parts of the timeline that really stress me out, and that is totally fine as well. But there are certain things that I just don't. I don't rush anymore. I'm not going to rush into a marriage anymore. I'm not going to rush into child, having children, making that sort of, you know, quote unquote, traditional family, which first of all, for me was not going to be traditional to begin with. So why <laughs> rush into it anyway? But that's neither here nor there. And then I think something that I have more recently learned to let go of is the concept of like rushing through a career of really trying to rush to the highest position to have arrived at whatever that like fin- the sense of finality in your career. I'm just like, I will get there when I am good and ready. Wherever there is, I will get there when I am good and ready. And I'm not, I just really want to make sure because it is all finite. It's all limited. I do want to make sure that I am doing my best to enjoy all of the parts and days that go into that finite time. Yeah. And I ain't trying to fit no one else's timeline into what I have planned for my life. There you go. Outside of the universe, because whatever the universe got planned, I can't do nothing about. <laughs> That's gonna happen. Sorry, in your wood, in your wood dog year, <laughs> it's just gonna be what it is. Okay, the universe has spoken, and such, so it will be. Okay, I felt like that was like a pretty good like final thoughts. Do you have extra final thoughts on that? I don't think so. So don't ask me no more when I'm having kids, because I can assure you, if you know me. You will know when I'm having kids and when I'm getting married because it's going to be everywhere. I'm going to let you know. There will be invitations. <laughs> there will be letters. It will be posted every. You'll know, okay? I promise you it'll be, it will not be a secret. So when my marriage is happening and I'm having children, when I get a promotion, y'all will know. I feel like when it's happening. So don't ask me no more. When I have kids, like I really do want it to be a secret. Like I just want it to happen. And then, like, you know, like, just like, oh, here's the baby. You know, that's the announcement. I want to be in the bright headspace. Different strokes for different folks. I want everyone to know. <laughs> I want parties. I want gifts. I want snacks. I want all of it. The whole experience. 
I will not be having a gender reveal party because that's dumb. No, those should not exist. Gender is a construct, everyone. Especially if I set half of California on fire because of my gender reveal party. Or if you turn an entire sacred waterfall. I think it was in Brazil, wasn't it? Blue? Did you see that one? They dyed the they dyed the waterfall blue and it's like actually very harmful for the the dye was very harmful for the environment. That is wild. No, I'm not gonna do all that. Mm -mm. But I will have a destination baby shower. So There you go. That's how you do it. But no, those are my final thoughts. So with that, Emma, it is time for our... Oh, wait, I didn't get my final thoughts. What the heck? I thought those were your final thoughts. Oh, Awkward. don't die don't die a blue don't die a waterfall blue. That was not my <laughs> final. My final thoughts are unless you're paying for this anything, you do not get a say. Okay. That's it. That's the tweet. That's okay. it, because I'll stay at home and do all the things. Yes. Just kidding. I won't. <laughs> I'ma still do me. It was Brazil. Sorry. The blue waterfall was Brazil. They got fined. Lots of money. I would hope so. Mm, wild. Well, in that case, for real this time, it's time for our Rapid Fire Question! All right, Emma, what question did you bring today? Because this is our final February episode. I mean, there's only two that ever come out, usually per month, but because it's our second one, my question is based in love. What is your favorite love song? Actually, you know what? Let me change it. What is your favorite like pump-up song? Now that we're talking about like the right time to do things, like what's the thing that gets you motivated? I think recently I have been really energized by Megan Thee Stallion's more recent album, Traumazine. Yes. Please actually, please, Emma, make sure you tag Megan Thee Stallion in this post. Okay? I will. Because she needs to know that I really enjoyed her album. That you get pumped up to her. Really gets me hype, you know, really helps me start and feel confident about a lot of things when I'm tackling mm. stuff. So I'm just saying, please go ahead and tag Megan the Stallion in today's episode. Okay. H Town, fellow Texan. <laughs> Not even from there, but you know what? I am a fellow Texan, so <laughs> I will rep it if I need to, okay? That support. Okay, so like in the way that I said pump up, I, I don't know why I said pump up because I've been listening to like real chill, like neo soul, like funk. Because I feel like that's been the thing that's been calming me down and really centering me when I go to work. And before, like on the way, when I used to work in Texas, like I used to be like all about, you know, Meg Thee Stallion, Cardi B. Like that was like my pump up playlist because I was like, oh, I need to like get in there. But now I'm like, I actually need to chill so I can breathe, wake up in the morning. So the thing that's been really energizing me is there's several actually. There's this like playlist on Spotify. It's called Low Key. Also, the Soul Coffee playlist is also one of my faves. Like, it just always has, like, new new hits and, like, new stuff coming out. Sometimes even, like, old songs come in there. So I think that's kind of been where I've been at in terms of pump up and, like, yes, let's get this day. Let's do it. Okay, that was an alternative answer. I wasn't ready for it. I know. Sorry. I was, like, as I realized after I asked pump up, I was, like, why did you ask that? You don't pump up to nothing no more. <laughs> <laughs> Not about that life no more. No, it's just, okay. It's all it's temporary. Fine. You might yeah. be tomorrow. Yes, true. True, true, true. (laughs) You never know. Okay, what's your question for today? My question is, how judgmental are you towards or about other people? Oh, I actually found myself doing this way often and I had to sit down and have a conversation with Isaac. Like, you know what? I should not be as judgmental when I come into these spaces. Like, I think that there's been a lot of times 
I'm going to just say it for what it is, where I've been in professional development and different presentations. And when old white men come onto the screen, I'm like, I shut down. (laughs) And I don't mean to. Most of the time I do mean to, but then I realize that, you know what? I should be more open-minded. My prefrontal cortex is fully developed now. I should still be listening and be respectful and then take what they say with a grain of salt most of the time. But I do find myself to be very judgmental when I see like keynote speakers and things like that. I'm like, mm, something's the math is not mathing. <laughs> what about you? I am slower to judge, but once I've made that judgment, <laughs> it's hard to, to for not. me to like to unwrite it. So if I've already decided that you're a certain kind of person and I do really try my best to give multiple opportunities because I am aware that circumstantially things happen, but I give you about two or three. And then after that, I have decided whether you are reliable, whether you are friendly, whether you are inconsistent, whether you are well-dressed or not, I have given you that time to, okay, let's see what it is. And then... And I think also part of it is just everyone has facets too. So there's not ever like an overall judgment, but I will make judgments about certain parts of you, your presentation, your personality, whatever you call it, whatever is relevant at the time. I will make judgments after I've gotten to know you. So like I would say I am judgmental, but in a slow and methodical way. And once it's there, it's there. Do you find that like, you know, I think a lot of people just like are naturally biased. I think that just kind of it is what it is. Like, it's very hard to be unbiased to certain things. Do you find yourself that after that first impression, it stays the same? Or have you ever been like pleasantly surprised? Like, actually, no, you're, you're pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, all the time. People definitely like, again, part of it is circumstantial. And so sometimes there's just like a lack of depth in an interaction with a person. And then sometimes there's a lack of depth and interaction with a person. And then there is and you're like, Oh, I was wrong. Please get away from me. I will say that I'm pretty like, I think I'm pretty quick to that. And then as you know, time goes on, I'm like, actually, no, my first impression was pretty good. Like, I think I'm pretty like, oh, I've been proven right more times than I've been proven wrong. But I don't know if I'm going into all these interactions of like, oh, I already have this like view on this person. So I know I'm not going to like, get along with them. Confirmation bias. Yeah. So that's what I also think happens too. But yeah, a lot of times I'm just like, yeah, mm," you know, and I, I can avoid. But I will say that there have been times where, like, I get into, like, something and I'm like, oh, yeah, we could be friends. And then later on, I'm like, "Mm, would pass. (laughs) So, yes, I am quite judgmental. I will own that. I do try my best to withhold judgment for two to three interactions. But then after that, yes, I do make a judgment and I do tend to stick to said judgment. Mm, And I I don't know what else you want from me. It is what it is. I am not going to make a commitment to change. (laughs) (laughs) i'm not it's my life it'd be like that so that was wonderful i actually like that question thank you so much book of questions but in any case emma where can people find the podcast you can find our podcast on instagram and twitter at the tea with crema if you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee or a cup of tea you can also venmo us at the tea with crema you can also stream our podcast anywhere that you like to stream such as youtube or spotify or apple music we hope to see you next time bye I was hoping you're still going to be in there because I'm going to be like, Emma, where can people find the Isaac? (laughs) (laughs) Right behind me, opening up all the drawers!